So you're saying that 75% of the people that you know have gotten ill at the same time I mean, or like, around the same that's time? A, it's a little hyperbolic, but I only talk to like 10 people now. Like, I don't, that's, it's like one of the things that people always say when they get older, they're like, yeah, you're going to have like five friends. But I was like, nah, like I got tons of friends guy. And then it's like, oh shit. Like I hear from like you guys and then like a few other people. And then uh, there's random people that I see like once a year. And then every time we get together, it's like, oh shit, we need to do this more often. And it's like, yeah, yeah. And then you never fucking see me. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I'm starting to get that. That's just like a regular thing. It's part of life. Yeah. I don't like at first I didn't really like it. And now I'm like, oh, well, I'm really powerless to do that much about it. So fuck it. I guess this is what we're doing now. Yeah. Fair, fair enough. I mean, it's kind of how I feel about a lot of stuff now. It's just like, ah, like I don't care anymore. Like I, I just woke up and I was like, you know, uh, actually, this is like it, like this week, especially it's like I think there's some subconscious part of me that like expects to wake up the next day. And it's like, things are going to feel like they did when I was a teenager again. And it's like, no, dude, like that. Do you understand how fucking crazy that sounds? Like, that's not going to happen. The only reason things felt like that was because you were lied to constantly and nobody else knew what the fuck they were talking about. So it's like, if you want to try to go back, it's like trying to go back to sleep, dude. Like, you can't do it. You just got to get up and move. I mean, there are some aspects of being a teenager that were pretty awesome that wouldn't mind going back to. But at the same time, it's like you you weren't an adult you couldn't do whatever you wanted to do all the time like you know for some of us you didn't get laid all the time it was a real real fucking it was a real struggle to like you're 14 or 15 and you have this constant boner all the time because you're just like you're like you know i got i gotta spread the seed and nobody will fuck you except for like you know like just like one or two girls at the time you know, and you're jerking off three times a day so you don't fucking kill people. Like, it wasn't that. Like, I mean, maybe some people had better control over themselves. Me, I mean, I was I, I was a terrorist to my own penis. Like, it was terrible. <laughs> like, I mean, like, I had to take the fucking edge off. I'm, like, fucking drinking and smoking. Like, I'm waterboarding and, that motherfucker. Oh, God. I mean, no lube, dry. Like, I mean, you're you're going to pay for the, the, the sin of making me fucking horny all the time, pal. Like, it's, it's, it's a problem. Right. And and like I said, like you had to like I had to be high or drunk or, you know, masturbating or all all of those combined. You know what I mean? <laughs> and it's like, you know, I just I you know, you just, just wish that somebody would, would would fuck me or just take me out of like, put me out of my fucking misery. What snapped you, know? you out of it? Oh, man, growing up. Like, <laughs> Only time. Just, just, you know, it's like what like you said about like having friends, like your circle of friends gets smaller. Like I consider like my, like the relationship that I have with you and Christopher, like Christopher and I met when I was already well an adult as opposed to an old man now. Yeah. And like when you have those, like those relationships that last that long, like they're not work, just work relationships where you're like, Oh yeah, we'll talk after, after I leave or what have you. And how many of those have you gone through in your life where you're like, Oh yeah, we'll catch up even though, you know, you're quitting or that other person's going on to do something else. And it just never materializes. I mean, plenty of places. 
Yeah, it's it's hard. And then you realize the only thing you had in common was you were suffering together in the same shithole. You know, hey, I mean? that's life, buddy. It is <laughs> life. But at the same time, like, you know, Christopher and I had a lot in common. Like, you know, like, I remember like introducing him to or not. Maybe he didn't. He knew who he was, but like loaning him Endgame Blueprint for Global Enslavement, Alex Jones. And the next day we were just all fired up together. And it was like, I remember that like it was yesterday. You know what I mean? Dude, that was I was twenty four then. Yeah. And what are you now? Eight thirty eight. So it was about 14, 14 years. Jesus wow. Christ, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Thirty eight special. Yeah. <laughs> God yeah, damn. Man. It happens fast. Like that's yeah. the other thing that you goddamn young people won't realize is yeah. like now. Like I'm approaching 50. I mean, if I make it, I'm still not sure that that's going to happen. I mean, I've made a lot of poor decisions. In you're my not. Life. You're not 50. What oh, I'm approaching. Yeah, I'm approaching. You got, 50. A few, you got a few years to go. Just you know, don't. It'll be don't, here before don't, you know it. Don't wish your time away, man. Oh, I'm not wishing my time he's, away. I'm asking for some of it back. He, I mean, it's not like he's circling around, coming in for the landing. <laughs> there it is. You know, yeah, the trip already started. He's still in the air, but. He can see that he can see the destination. You're going to wake right. up at 50 and be like, ah, fuck. Like, now what am I going to do? Like, I'm still fucking here. <laughs> like, I didn't think well, it would last this long. This but. is the weird thing. This is what I'm getting at. So, like, my dad is 90. Yeah. And my mother's 73. Okay. So my father's quite a smooth guy. We, we've established that. You know what I mean? To land a 20-year-old girl when he was 37. A little weird, especially nowadays. But back then, I guess in the 60s, it was acceptable. But, like. I think about that and I'm like, okay, how much time does he really have here that that's remaining? Because there's, there's really not a lot of growth after that. You know what I'm saying? So those are the things like I try to keep in perspective. Like, you know, you, you will be there before you, like you will be fucking gone before you know it. So like, try not to complain about traffic too much, which I fail at every single day, you know, try not to complain about, you know, the, the, the small things in life because you're still here and you're still lucid and you have, you know, all your faculties about you because it could be over in a heartbeat. But yeah, as you get like, dude, you will see more people drop out of your life, especially when you if you're really yourself all the time and people don't like you for they, they like you for the image they have in their mind versus who you really are that really changes things too man like that happened a lot this year well <laughs> like, see there you're already making there's a trip. people there's people in my family that think i'm dead like because well, that ain't good they were like it was easier to tell them that i'm dead than it is to just be like oh like we don't associate with him anymore because he's great they're all they're all children like otherwise that they'd be able to easily figure out that's not the case but like yeah it's just easier to be like oh he doesn't come around anymore because he's fucking dead rather than like oh we disagree over a lot of things and like i think he's crazy um oh yeah i mean there's aspects to that too i would say but you know i don't know man like it it it, shit gets weird when you get older that's that's all i can tell you yeah definitely and like your perception of time just seems it just seems to speed up for sure, like the, especially the older you get, man. Like, oh yeah, like I, gra- I graduated high school and then I blinked and I'm like, oh, I'm a 38 year old loser. What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> no, dude, it, it, it's it's not that. It, like, I mean, loser. I mean, your definition of loser has to be like, I mean, no job, not fucking doing anything. Okay, I mean, you might have a case there. But, <laughs> um, before I forget, shout out to our sponsor, like Angel said, of course, Nexus.com. 
Um, and don't forget, uh, we have something to talk about the gay soap at the end. But I don't know if any of you guys heard about any of this stuff. So uh, shout out to BR, Bloody Revolutions. I heard that like BR the anarchist that he's on. Uh, he's, what is he on? He's on the... I'm going to look it up right now. This fucking guy is on uh, Instagram, right? So like I would looking at this stuff like it's really like if you guys don't follow it, I sincerely hope that you do. Like I'll tell you where to find it um, as soon as I could find like where the like um, let's see here. What is it called? Uh, there's a big fucking what to do in Kazakhstan right now. If anybody yeah. heard about this, like it like shit got really bad really fast. Like people are dead now. They're using live ammunition to quell like a rebellion. And it's over, I think, gas prices. I yes. think that they raised the price of they gas. National, yeah, they I heard nationalized the gas and doubled the price overnight. Hmm. Crazy shit. This, so is, like, this is what happens when you put the government in control of your gas, yeah. your internet, and, and they have the monopoly on violence. That's so... It. When you say they nationalized it, like how is that any different from like when Iran was trying to nationalize their oil supply? I don't think there is any difference because everybody I thought everybody was pretty happy about that. And they were pissed that America fucked it up for them. Well, I don't think. But here's the thing, though. This is where it gets interesting. So check this out. So this is popular dot front on uh, Instagram. If you guys don't follow it and you really like they cover a lot of good stuff on there. And, and again, shout, shout out to, to Bloody Revolutions for um, uh, posting this in his story. Otherwise, I, he's not going to listen to this fucking podcast. I really don't hey, care. Hey, you, you don't know, man. You don't know. But um, he's the are one you, who talked about where it. you got the information from. What's that? I said that's where you got the information from. Yes, that's exactly yeah. right. So Popular Front says paratroopers from a Russia-led military alliance began arriving in Kazakhstan today to, quote, restore order after several nights of violent protests in the Central Asian country turned violent with police reporting that dozens of anti-government demonstrators have been killed and hundreds have been injured. The foreign soldiers were dispatched after the city hall in Almaty, the country's largest city, was set ablaze and the airport was overrun by an angry mob. The police opened fire on the demonstrators, some of them armed, but also accused them of killing 13 officers and leaving 353 injured. So far, it's confirmed that over a dozen protesters have been shot dead. And then there's video, too, um, of security forces using live rounds at anti-government protests in Almaty. So and then finally, NPR is covering it, which I'm not a huge fan of and neither are you. But um, this is some wild shit, man. Like it, it, it's it's really insane. Like you guys have to check this stuff out. Like it, it, I cannot believe and that Russian troops are now in Kazakhstan. So it's almost like it was an excuse for them to come in and be like, oh, we're the good guys. We're going to restore order here in Kazakhstan and never fucking leave. Have you heard this one before? Humanitarian aid. We're going to take care of Tale everything. as old as time. Jesus. Like we did, like this government does this shit all the time. Hey, you know, we're just going to, you know, straighten things out here, you know, take care of stuff. And then next thing you know, we're going to build some bases. Only you know? the names will change. Yeah, right. <laughs> So, yeah, so this is um, from Reuters. Fresh violence erupts in Kazakhstan's main city, Almaty, on Thursday, as Russia sent in paratroopers to put down a countrywide uprising in one of Moscow's closest former Soviet allies. Former? Probably right back in there. They're going to, I mean, the man has made like it clear that he wants to get the band back together. And just like before, 
when the Soviet Union acquired republics, when they, you know, they put in their application with the Central <laughs> Committee, you know, they're like, oh, yeah, we want to be part of this thing. That's really not what happened. It's kind of like the Red Army showed up and were like, guys, you, you're either in the club or we're going to kill all of you. <laughs> so and then I also find it interesting, too, that control. Like, I, I don't know if there's an aspect of this to where Russia wants to get their hands on some of that nationalized good stuff. Because that's, that's a very profitable business to be in. And Russia already controls gas going out to many European countries and their former uh, republics. I mean, probably Latvia, Lithuania, Estonia, Belarus for sure. And of course, the beef in Ukraine where they already were bringing troops back again to threaten an invasion. So it looks like, I mean, when you... If we're going to let's play the geopolitical game, let's pretend like we don't believe in what we believe or, you know, let's put that to the side. Let's not pretend. Let's just put it to the side. Rather, if we're looking at this from like a real politic, this is a challenge to the West. And what are you going to do about it? Because now is it different from, let's say, if there was unrest in Latvia, Lithuania or Estonia, all three of them are NATO members. So if you were to drop paratroopers into a NATO allied country. I think you would have a different reaction from the West as opposed to now where, you know, it's Kazakhstan and, you know, they were already Russo centric to begin with. Right. But I feel like this is all of this and the combination with Ukraine, because, I mean, if you look at the two countries, you have a, a lot of profit to be made uh, by uh, by Russia. OK, a lot and of potassium to export that. Aha. <laughs> Very nice. How much? By the way, I watched this man, this man here in the uh, orange hat. For those of you that are watching and for those of you are listening, Brian's wearing an orange hat. I watched this man speaking of, you know, going back to your youth with a pH. So I watch him get into a pool. And I watch him swim the length of the pool. <laughs> it gets Jesus better. Christ. It gets While better. While holding his breath. While holding his breath. He did not surface once. He was like a, uh, a Russian typhoon class submarine. He was just propelling his way through the water. And then he comes out at the other, like he goes all the way down, pushes off and swims back. He surfaces and he goes, <laughs> oh, very nice. How much? That and wasn't me that said that. Oh, well, that was Chad. Okay, well, then this man, <laughs> I was unconscious, fucking out and sinks <laughs> below the surface. So thanks to Chad for saving our fucking friend here, who was being a little irresponsible, thinking that he still had it. What did you I, learn from that experience? <laughs> uh, well, you know, like the whole you have to cross the line to find out where it's at kind of a thing. <laughs> well, like, Okay. Every like everything up to that point. Good job, totally Brian. Fine. Oh no, like everything up to that point felt totally fine until I got up above the surface of the water. But like I don't actually remember coming up the first time. That's wild. Uh, yeah. Thank well, goodness he was there because dude, you, you could have died. Yeah, yeah. The lifeguard that was on duty had like no fucking idea what was going on. Even uh, better. And I don't think he would have been like he was kind of older. Like no offense, but I don't think he would have been able to pull me out of the water. Like he would have been able to pull me above the surface at least. But like that would have probably been it. for your ageism, you jerk. Ah, fuck it. Like yeah. I've. Uh, but we did the math prick like i've i'm only 25 and i've that's probably like the closest i've come to dying at least recently but it's i've had that kind like not that exact thing happen but like just almost being dead like happened four or five times now and it's like i feel a little shortchanged by like all the books and movies and shit that i've seen and read because it's like you don't see anything like i was like blacked out underwater like not breathing and it's just like i woke up and it's like you it's kind of crazy like 
you, you, you really dig deep without even thinking about it. Cause I was like, Oh, I just have to get out of the water. But like, I woke up and I was like that far from the wall and I bashed my face into it and uh, like cut the shit out of my nose. And like, Oh, it was a whole fucking mess. But no, like after that, it was just like, huh, like there's no, no light, no, like no epiphany, no clarity. It's just, it's just, yeah, dude, it's just like, oh, all right, I guess I'm just going to go like. Well, you just uh, that though, right? Like, well, I mean, yeah, like I didn't like aspirate any water or anything, but it was just like, I don't remember coming up for air. Uh, I remember mm-hmm. waking up and I was underwater. I couldn't tell you like how long I was under or like anything. I just like opened my eyes and bam, hit my face but no so it's like i wasn't like it's not like my heart stopped or anything but it's like yeah it's just a whole lot of nothing like no (laughs) but yeah so that that was like the thing chad was like oh very nice how much because i did i did a 50 underwater and he was like did you just do a 50 underwater and i was like yeah i'll do another one if you want to film it so like i already did one before that and then back to back did it and that's probably why what happened happened yeah. you already have a girlfriend like what is the point here we, we like you already have a very a special fucking lady friend no Who i know trying to flex for the guys to stop it already oh it's, it's just stop like it already it's just like no sense of self-preservation in any way shape or form whatsoever he already almost died in canada getting stuck underneath the water when he was camping and then lost <laughs> all of his gear like the, like this man this I'm going to talk. I'm going to talk to a special lady friend and I'm going to tell her, but like, you need to, to have him take it fucking easy. Okay. <laughs> Just take it easy, man. Just there's nothing. I mean, to, what are you trying to prove? I don't know. What are you doing here? I feel like yeah. I'm not working hard enough in some way, shape or form. Great. Like- <laughs> you can't really work hard when you're in the void either. So just, you know, dial it back I, I'm about just, 15%. I, I'm just picturing that scene from old school when Will Farrow gets hit in the neck with the tranquilizer dart and he falls in the pool and now you use hello darkness my old friend yeah dude it's like it's lights out you're you're fucking hilarious dude (laughs) but hey now on that note so you talked about the void and I've had a couple of experiences with the void where you wake up and you go what happened because there's just nothing you, you just there's nothing is that the is that the freakiest part about the void because you know the void is very permanent it's over it just it like we won't even be able to recollect on this conversation well, happening right now but see blacking out and dying and dmt being released into your bloodstream as you die are two different things ah fair enough yeah okay. like i mean i don't know like i had no control over it that's like I mean, the one time, like, ah, fuck it, like, full disclosure, like, the the ego death mushroom trip thing, like, where I, I accidentally did, like, way more than I probably should have of those, uh-huh. that was, like, I mean, I didn't exist, like, you have no self-awareness, there is, I don't even know if you could call Been it awareness, there, buddy. it was there. literally, like, Oof. well, and it, and it only happened because, like, I was talking too much, and all my friends were, like, they're like i think you need to calm down maybe you should smoke a little weed to take the edge off i think they just wanted me to shut up and didn't really know what was going to happen so i was like yeah sure like why not and then like it was literally like going through a black hole like again the only thing i can compare it to is like matthew mcconaughey and interstellar and it's like if i hadn't seen that movie i don't know if i'd have anything to compare it to but let's see that movie oh you need to you would fucking love that you movie. haven't seen interstellar holy no, shit no oh, i haven't man oh it'll fuck you up man it'll it's oh, good it's amazing what is it's it Angel? i've never seen it either interstellar okay. Well, maybe we should have a homework assignment. Where <laughs> oh, my God. It's, it's fucking spectacular. 
like yeah, it's good i okay. can't i can't believe okay um that's awesome but yeah so it's like literally uh yeah just like you don't even recognize like the transition from you like leaving your body or like whatever but it basically was like it literally just looked like i was watching tv but i couldn't even tell you what i was watching it was like wow it's like you're just in a dark room and there's like a projector or something and it was mm-hmm. literally the all the this is i only know how to do show and movie references i don't know why but if you remember that episode of Jimmy Neutron where they're like swapped brains with like Jimmy and Cindy and they had to like go back and forth, like trying to guess whose memories were whose. And that was okay. the only way they could like get their consciousness into the right body. It was literally like that. It was like a, a science experiment where it's like, I'm going to play a memory for you and you have to tell me if it actually happened to you or not. And if you are right, then we're going to like, you're one step closer to like being back in your body. And it's like that happened for, I literally cannot tell you how long. And then eventually I woke up in a bed at my friend's house and I thought I, I literally was like so terrified because like I was like sleep paralysis kind of, but it literally Mm -hmm. felt like I woke up from a coma and I was like, oh my God, like I fucked up completely. Like I can't move my entire body. Like people are going to come in here in the morning and try to get me out of bed and I'm not going to be able to move and I'm going to be a vegetable for my entire life. And I just fucked this up because I thought it would be a fun thing to do at a party. So I was like, okay, this is terrible. Absolutely. The scariest fucking thing that has ever happened after I couldn't even tell you what, like, or how long the previous event was, but all of a sudden you're just like back. And then like a couple hours, it felt like went by where it was like, okay, I could move like my fingers and toes and arms and legs. It's like Kill Bill style, like wiggle your big toe, like all that shit. And then eventually like I could get up and walk around and everything. And it literally just felt like your brain was in a blender or like ran a marathon or it was like made of silly putty and you just stretched it like as far as you could. And it's like slowly snapping back. Mm -hmm. But then it's like, after that, I was just like, holy shit. Like I, I've had a lot of experiences where I'm like, I'm really happy to be alive, but that was probably, that was the one where I was like, okay, I'm doing a lot of shit wrong. I don't know. I don't really know. What did I say? It's like, I'm tired of losing, but I don't really know what winning looks like either. And it's like, so there's no, and it's like, you go to anybody for guidance, but it's like, they also don't really know either because they have no idea what you've gone through. So like the best you're going to get, is advice that probably doesn't apply to you very well because there's only a few people that have ever been in that headspace if they've ever been in that headspace and then you get into this weird stage where it's like uh i remember like asking a few of my friends and they're like dude i don't know what to fucking tell you like you've you've seen more than i have and like i don't know if there's any way to ever make sense out of any of it and i think that's like the fallacy of those kind of experiences is that they have to mean something and it's like i like at this point i'm kind of just like yep I don't know, like maybe I just need to like leave that behind and go fucking do something else. But since then, it's like all I want to do is focus on like simple shit. Like I don't really want to. I don't know. I don't feel like solving many problems anymore. I just want to like fix little physical things like mechanical stuff. I don't want to talk to a lot of people. I don't want to deal with like any of the shit that's happening anymore. It's like you go on the internet and everybody's like angry about something, but nobody really actually wants to hear the other side of the argument. And it's like, what are we doing? Like, we all just want to scream at each other. Like there's nothing else. Like nobody's really here to change their point of view, even though that's why they say they're here. And it's like, but it's never going to happen. And it's like, are we too far gone? Like, what do, what do you do? Like, 
you have like the whole mass formation psychosis kind of thing. And then you have like Yuri Bezmenov talking about destabilizing an entire generation, an entire region through like a psyop and like yep. the people that were doing it, that country doesn't even exist anymore. So, plus you don't even know if they had a backup plan or a way to undo it because that's like, I was reading that biohazard book and it's like, if you look at the Russian style of doing things, they're like, we don't do bioweapons if there's a known treatment or cure for them. Like we don't fuck around with that shit. So like, who knows, man, like we just opened Pandora's box and there's no way. I mean, there's no going back. Like you open the door, you have a whole new room to explore, but it's like, I don't know. Yeah. You can't put the genie back in the bottle, man. No, that's, that's it. You know, and that's, you know, something I wanted to talk about today. So for those of you who have been living under a rock for the last 365 days, um, today is the anniversary of the failed Munich <laughs> slash Washington pushed, uh, where the Nazi party tried to take over the U.S. government. I'm joking, of course. It was a bunch of angry Republicans that their guy lost, and they showed up without weapons and just happened to saunter into the Capitol building and take selfies and some dude with the viking horns got to you know sit at pelosi's desk and do all sorts of stuff and it's apparently worse than 9 11 where i watched human beings literally <laughs> like jump out of a burning building holding hands oh, because okay. committing suicide was worse was better than you know dying of smoke inhalation or burning to death uh yeah january 6 2021 was worse than 9-11 or when the FBI bombed the uh, federal building in Oklahoma City, not Timothy McVeigh, it was the Federal Bureau of Investigation that did that. And um, Pearl Harbor, don't, it was worse than that too. It Kamala was worse Harris than Pearl Harbor. Harbor. You know, man, I was talking to somebody about that, like I've been to Pearl, I was 12, like I said, my mother worked for the airline, so I got to travel a lot for nothing. So we got to go to Hawaii and uh, I there was a, a gentleman who survived uh, Pearl Harbor. I have, I have a picture of him. I'll have to show you guys sometime that month. And this was 1992. That motherfucker was still mad. Like, that's one thing I'll never forget. I, number one, like, I don't care how you feel about stuff. Like when they take, they take you on the boat to go to the Arizona Memorial mm -hmm. and it, and it straddles the wreck and you can see like oil still coming out of the ship and you go in there and they have the list of the names of the men who died. And most of them are still entombed in this boat and I mean, it is it is a quite a somber place there's no question about it. i don't care what your feelings are i mean it's 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 sad and then when you met this guy i was there with a tour group and i was kind of like astounded because i'm like you know of course i've always been a history buff since i was you know before i could fucking remember and i'm listening to him talk and this is a man who was there and witnessed the whole thing and he was just pissed like i, I mean angry and one lady smiled and he looked at her and she and he goes don't laugh there's nothing to laugh about here. And I'm like, Ooh, Ooh, shit. Like, you know, there was like, she didn't like guffaw or anything. She just smirked apparently. And this man was like, I don't think you're taking seriously about my buddies that fucking burned to death or were bombed or strafed or whatever. Like that was, that was a crazy, that was, that was a crazy moment. I'll, I'll remember that man to the day I died. That dude was still pissed. You know, what was it? 41 years later. Like he was, he was there 51 years later. Excuse me. He was still angry. And I think I'd be probably pissed off too if I woke up on a Sunday morning and a lot of my friends got incinerated, you know, just hanging out on a Sunday, you know, go supposed to play fucking baseball or something. And next thing you know, these fuckers come around. But yes, uh, FDR knew all about it. Uh, all the intelligence 
pointed to something happening and uh, the uh, military uh, decided to ignore that because it would be a convenient vector to say, oh, sh darn, shucks, we have to get involved in this second global conflict. And then the Germans declared war in the United States, you know, a couple was a couple of days later or whatever it was. What a dumb fucking thing. Like you literally didn't have to put your dick in that punch bowl and you decided to fucking do. Wow. What a mistake. It's like, hey, we're getting chewed up by the Red Army on the Eastern Front. The British are bombing us over there. Let's pick a fight with the United States of America. That's a great idea, Mind Fury. You should go for that. So speaking of Mind Fury, I mean, they so, were on drugs like they were doing meth. Dude, <laughs> the amount like look if you look up how much uh, every, uh how much uh, amphetamine was given to, per german citizen which you know boils that you could boil it down further because not every one of them was given amphetamine it was mostly the troops that were given amphetamine like in high like it was i mean we're talking massive doses that's how you get over people starving that's how you get it out over an army who can't eat and, and needs to march and get the fuck out of the out of the east you know, pull back a little bit from the, uh, uh, from, you know, being, what is it, 60 kilometers or whatever the fuck it was from Moscow. I don't even know what that means. It also it. makes you highly aggressive. Well, that helps because, <laughs> like, all of the books that I read um, were, you know, like, I'm a huge, like, I, I, I wanted to research, like, the, the Wehrmacht and, like, the SS and know the difference between the two of them, especially when it came to, like, war crimes, for example. And let's face it, every single military on the planet is guilty of a war crime if they fought in a war. I don't give a fuck who you are, except for Lichtenstein, who, like, went to war was it, with 81 troops and they came back with an 82nd because they made a friend or some shit like that. Like, I mean, a little Lichtenstein gets a pass, but from the Romans to the Carthaginians, uh, to the Assyrians all the way to the U.S. and they, you know, just ask Joe Biden about the fucking uh, the drone strike that they had in Afghanistan on those people getting water out of the back of a car. Everybody's done very bad things, especially the bigger the government, the bigger the, the war crime. But anyway, so I was trying to figure out, so like, OK, like what was the Wehrmacht less responsible for the stuff that happened, like specifically with the Jews? you know, and, you know, all the quote, you know, the not what the Nazis felt like were undesirables, like homosexuals and Jehovah Witnesses and all that other good stuff. Um, and, you know, obviously they weren't as guilty because it came in a wave. So you had the Blitzkrieg where the Wehrmacht comes in and beats and like goes around these hardened positions and beats the shit out of everybody. Then what comes behind them is the mop-up operation, like, you know, the Einsatzgruppen, and then, of course, the Gestapo, and then, now, the Waffen-SS was an entirely different thing, too. They did bad things, but they were, you know, more of a military group as opposed <clears throat> to, like, ideological, especially towards the end of the war. And I know people say, well, Jay, they, that's how, yes, I know they were ideological before, but don't forget, the pure Aryan race that they loved so much, they started accepting Slavic Muslims, and had their own SS division. Why? Because the Nazis started running out of blonde-haired, blue-eyed fucking assholes to go and fight because the Red Army was killing all of them. So then they had to branch out. They had to be like, Jesus Christ, who hates the Jews as much as we do? Oh, those, those the Slavic Muslims over there. Go ahead, draft them in. They'll give them their own stuff. We'll go. They'll do. <laughs> and then the Ukrainians had their own SS division, and so did um, the Latvians had their own SS division. So, I mean, that's a really strong hate when you're so mad at Stalin that you're like, I'm going to hang out with these Nazi fuckers and go fight my neighbors. But anyway, so I, I really wanted to get into that, like that history. And then when you see how they were outnumbered, sometimes 12 to 1, and would hold against the red army there's there's only a few excuses yeah of course you're going to have the i can't get captured 
mm-hmm. because if they capture me, it's it, like it's going to be really bad. Yeah, they're yeah. already dead, so it's exactly. like all right, it's exactly. like Sun Tzu knew that shit. Yeah, they're already dead. As opposed to you know guys in the in you know fighting in the West where you're fighting in France or whatever, you get captured by the British, the Canadians, the Americans. You have a, a way better chance of eating, let alone surviving and seeing your home again, as opposed to being captured by some fucking commissar in the Red Army who has no desire nor any expectation that they're going to treat you well, especially after you torched, I don't know how many hundreds of their villages. I mean, what was it? 37 million Soviet citizens, Soviet people. Uh, So that's combined Red Army and regular civilians died in the Second World War. I'd be mad, too. Like, I, I, I would definitely be a little upset if I were on the other side of that. But, yeah, that's how they did it, man. Like, you had to get them fucking high as a kite. You had to get them stoned. And have you know operating as robots. There's a great book called Sniper on the Eastern Front by Sepp Alleberger. Uh, I own it, and uh, he talks about how they were distributed. Even him being with a sniper platoon, they even gave the snipers. He called. He didn't. He didn't know what it was. They gave us tablets. He said, um, "If anybody's curious to read it, let me know. I'll loan it to you." Uh, they gave him tablets. He didn't know what the tablets were, but he wasn't hungry anymore, and that they could march for hours. And I was like, "Oh, it's amphetamine." That's exactly I wonder how what steady their shots were, mm-hmm. though. Like, the great question. Not I that I, because it's like I've never fucked with amphetamines, but I can't imagine it'd be good for sitting still or like holding something pretty steady. Well, in their Just case, give I'm... them all automatic weapons. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean that that'll help, right? It's like, well, we don't have any food, but we have methamphetamines. Well, talking and, about our offices have these really cool outfits designed by Hugo Boss. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's like sure. talking about like just how crazy everything German was. I mean, the so what like the Vulcan miniguns that we have now that are like mounted to the frames of aircraft and vehicles. I think those shoot like three thousand rounds a minute, mm-hmm. and then you have the MG forty twos that were like you could shoulder fire it with a bipod, and those mm-hmm. hit fifteen hundred, and that was like that's still insane it's like you're supposed to hold that steady just some dude no dude but the 42 i think was three thousand rounds a minute and the m60 which is the u.s what based the design off of the 42 was like that's too much you have to slow it down like that's why the fire rate for the m60 is is lower because the u.s army was like that's a little too much firepower we this the fucking jerk they called the mg42 hitler's buzzsaw because that's what it sounded like, you know what I mean? Yeah, fuck that shit. Like, I, I'm glad I didn't live back then. That doesn't sound like any fun to get involved with whatsoever. Fuck you. So anyway, so these Nazis tried to take over the government last year and stop, <laughs> and stop democracy from happening, which is democracy. democracy. Our America. sacred democracy. Fuck, fuck yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and it was an unsuccessful pooch. Um, they didn't arrest the Hitler of the group because apparently he was the president. Uh, he's down in Florida now um, with his um, with his wife and you know, doing whatever and selling MAGA cards. And he's still selling merch. Is he going like, to run again? Like, has he said? Uh, he hasn't said, but I mean, he's cancer. Like, Because people talk about it every day. And I'm like, I haven't been paying attention. I'm like, is he... Is he going to do it? Like the way people talk about him around here, it's like Listen, insane. It's like he's still president. Like, dude, did you hear that? They're, like, not only have I heard that, which I, I feel is unlikely, I won't say highly unlikely. I just don't think it's going to happen because um, he's already been embarrassed once. And, you know, his ego is, is you know, I mean, the size of the Statue of Liberty. I mean, it's massive. 
but I heard, you know, like, you know, um, what's her face? Um, the lady who's responsible for the death of Seth Rich, Hillary Clinton. Uh, she's the president of Queens University in Belfast. Well, they're talking about bringing her out of retirement because Kamala's um, uh, popularity is garbage. Okay, nobody, nobody liked her before she was the uh, running mate. She was polling at 3%. Of the, of the Democratic uh, vote. And they were like, yep, you're a two birds with one stone. You're a woman of color. So we, we got to have you. And the corpse is not doing very well either. I mean, I saw somebody, what was it? Some left toy that had a tweet that said that like, say what you will about Trump, but I never thought that I would be thanking a Republican for giving me checks. And this motherfucker hasn't cut us one check since he's been president. Like, it's true. Like Joe's been like, listen here, Jack, how do I open PDF? There is no money. You know what there, I mean? Like there is no fucking money. In terms of money, we have no money. We have no money. Open <laughs> PDF. How do I PDF? How do I print? That it that shit is fucking real in real life. I deal with that all day long. Oh, you poor thing. 24-7. And even from people outside of my organization, it's ridiculous. That's terrible. It's a real thing. That's it. I love that. How do I listen here, Jack? How do I PDF? <laughs> It cracks me up. It works every time. It truly does. Um, he, he's not cutting any checks. And I know that they extended the student loan thing. They're going to keep punting that ball. Yeah. But they, you know, it was supposed to be this month that they, you were supposed to pay on your student loans. And then they, they extended it again to May. May. They won't cancel it, but they'll they'll keep it. They'll keep moving it out. They just get to dangle it like, oh, it's coming. Like one of these days, you're going to have to pay it back. Not today. But like one of these days. Down the road. I'm yep. fine. Kick it on down. Yeah. The, well, the, all of think, society's on the brink of collapse, but we're also yeah. winning at the same time and it could go either direction at any given time. What a <laughs> time to be alive. Balance. Yeah. What a time to be alive. But think about oh. this. So like, okay, so let's think about the strategy here. So you keep kicking the can down the road, right? Mm -hmm. And you don't have to pay on these student loans. Mm -hmm. Well, if the corpse loses the next, you know, election or what have you, and some fucking Republicans like, listen, you people have to pay like he like talk about being in a difficult position because either you're you're beholden to the banks who are like, we need we need you to cash this check like these fucking uh, the slaves need to pay their debts. They need to start. paying. Up. <laughs> we're running out of fucking money. OK, you, you were to know there's not only will there be no more money, but they need to start paying back. How okay? are they running out of money? They just printed like a shit ton of dude. It. This is my favorite part is like. Before, like when, when uh, this uh, this COVID shit started, like a lot of places, not angels work. We already know it's it's fucking sweatshop that you come in sick. Like that's why she was sick for a week and a half because people just came in sick because, uh, yeah, yeah. We work strong, comrades. We are in construction industry. Stay home. No, <laughs> not only that, there ain't no 14 days of quarantine anymore. It ain't even 10. You get five days and your ass Corona or not, you're back on the line, baby. You are right back in it. Why? Because we need that. We need you to be out there and be productive, comrade. Because Kellogg's needs that fucking cereal, man. That's right. <laughs> did they ever come to an accord with that? Did they? Uh, did, did, uh, what happened with that? Anybody know? Let's see. I know we were supposed to boycott Kellogg's, but I don't really eat cereal, so it really never bothered me. I mean, I hope the workers won. Don't get me wrong. Um, oh. Who makes isn't that made by General Mills? No, Kellogg's and General Mills, I think, are two competing uh, companies. Okay, right? okay. 
Yeah. I thought they joined. I thought they merged. Maybe you're right. I don't know. I don't know. I, I don't remember. I just sometimes I think things happen and they didn't. Oh, that's okay. I, yeah, I just say time. it's hard telling because everything's owned by like five different companies. <laughs> right. Yeah. And like so, a lot of like the larger companies are buying up like the smaller companies and there's more and more like, you know, conglomerate companies mm -hmm. like with one at the head and then they have like you know hundreds of different companies like it's it's happening all over the place and like a lot of like other companies like that do specific services are like buying um the building product material company and just you know doing everything like it, it's that's just how it is so i don't know that's what's what been happening it right, says, you're right go ahead the strike's been over for like a, i don't know like a couple of weeks now i guess but it just says that the company uh they ratified a deal that furthers employees leading wages and benefits with immediate across the board wage increases and enhanced benefits for all but i can't find anything specific about the deal right off the top here but yeah, I guess like December 21st, they agreed. Well, the union declared victory. I don't know about the people so much, but. Uh, well done. Yeah, rarely, rarely does it work out. Like we were, we were having this conversation. I know that, um, that Ray and I were having this conversation and shout out to her. Um, but like, as, as far as like unions go, like I think that the Teamsters really are the only ones that actually protect their workers but are in a lot like i'm not saying that they're smaller aren't smaller operations like if you're in the glazers union or whatever like i'm sure your union's great whatever uh the union i was a part of was not so good uh not so good they collaborated with the employer very bad they didn't like it um and in an act of solidarity when there were uh wage cuts across uh the workforce uh the we we were not part of that but the union in solidarity decided to uh, go ahead and make us have a wage cut. Meanwhile, when the, uh, the AT&T workers that are part of the same local were on strike down the street, we didn't go on strike, even though we were in the same local. So well, solidarity, solidarity when it comes to taking money away from you, but when it comes to sticking it to the man, I'm afraid that we just can't do that. So with that being said, shout out to the workers out there. I hope they got what they wanted. Um, the union declaring victory doesn't necessarily translate to a victory for the workers. Um, maybe 120 years ago it did when they actually shot at people, but those days have come and gone and the bad guys have won. So um, stick that in your fucking ass and smoke it or whatever it is that you do. I don't care. Um, so, so with this failed Nazi pooch that happened last year, um, it's too bad they didn't arrest Trump so that he could do the whole Hitler thing, like writing a book in jail you know, like a real big magnum opus, you know, not the art of the deal, but the art of being locked up. That would have been really interesting because then he could have really came uh, into the, the Hitler persona. You know, he's accused <laughs> all of the time of being a Nazi with his Jewish kids and his Jewish uh, daughter. You know, none of those facts. Now, I'm not saying he's a nice guy, but I love the fact that anybody to the right of Karl Marx is a fucking member of the National Socialist German Workers Party. It's like, oh, you have a contrary opinion? You must be a Nazi. Oh, you root for the Atlanta Braves? Must be a Nazi. Why? Because, you know, you're, they're appropriating a culture. And, but anyway, so he didn't get a chance to write his book in jail, which is a shame because um, that would have been really interesting because I don't even think he wrote The Art of the Deal. I mean, he, he put his name on it, but I mean, the man can't write. 
I mean, he can't write. He has. I don't know. He can tweet though. Like, dude, that that Trump tweets account on Twitter. I don't get on Twitter that much anymore. That's the only thing I I look at. Oh my god, they're the best. Where he's calling people losers and shit. Like back before he was president, and just shitting on everybody. It's worth. It's worth. It's worth a look. Um. So what lessons did we take away from the pooch that happened last Zia in the capital? What are the takeaways from that? So let's take a look at that. Number one, um, I'm going to go ahead and say something unpopular to a lot of people. And I know that I've talked about it with the gang before. And if you guys don't like it, you know, you don't have to listen anymore. You can just turn it off. I really don't care. Uh, I, there are some aspects of this thing that I did enjoy. One of them was watching politicians literally hide and be scared. There are few things apart from my wife's rack and other parts of her body that will get my my nipples hard. That got my nipples hard. Watching politicians cower in fear. There was something very special about it. The fear of of, of the hoi polloi coming to the sacred gates of the temple and defiling it and having no way to escape like all of these terrible people that would send your kids off to die in some stupid war who rob you every day who pass laws that you know uh, inhibit your liberty they, they were scared and i enjoyed that immensely uh the other thing i enjoyed immensely was the media meltdown the threat to democracy that was brilliant because they stormed a Capitol building without any guns or like the, like it wasn't like the national. They, they were let in by the guards. Right. <laughs> the cops are like, just go ahead. Just please don't try to break anything. You know, don't take any of the paintings and stuff. And everybody's taking selfies and shit, you know, stealing was, AOC's shoes. Oh, oh. And her, the martyr. Remember, she was afraid for her life. Yeah. And she wasn't even she in the almost fucking died and she wasn't even in the fucking building. That fucking <laughs> bug eyed bitch. I don't know, man. Oh, it's beautiful. Yeah, right. Chef's kiss, man. It was great. Um, the, the, the masquerade, the masquerade. And, you know, the thing is, too, like the lessons we took from that is like, you know, when they put like the memes that came out, like, for example, when they put like uh, fencing all around. Uh, the Capitol, and one of the memes was like, "Oh man, I'm I'm so relieved that they finally built a fence around all of those criminals," you know, <laughs> which which is true. But at the same time, like you know, I, I know that Washington D.C. trips happen for a lot of eighth graders in the country, and um, I know that a lot of people got to go like to get the gallery of the House of Representing and you know see these fucks talk and debate yeah. or you know whatever. Those days are over. That's never going to happen again. Uh, the what? people, no, no. The people oh, will never. Why won't it happen again? Why, why can't eighth graders go to visit the Capitol? What's the problem? Because you're not. No, no. The, av- the average man and woman or whatever you does identify as the average person is never going to be able to get that close ever again, ever again. That's in my opinion, that's a la- that will be a lasting legacy of last year is that they have an excuse to put even more distance between the ruling class, the priestly class in their temple and the hoi polloi. Like you're, ne- you, you're it's never going to happen. Like, I think it was, what was it? Um, I know that back at like when my mom and dad were younger, you could, you know, you could go to the white, you could do white house tours without like buying a ticket or like, you know, having an appointment or anything. They would just have date, like every day you come in and there would be people that you would just gather with a group and they would take you around the building and stuff and show you stuff. And now, like, it's a big what to do to get a tour. I don't even think they give tours to the White House anymore. 
I don't even think so. Um, shout out to Pablo Escobar, RIP in peace, having his picture taken in front of the White House with his kid. I mean, that's that's such a power move. I mean, only a few people could pull that off, and he did. Um, but I really do believe that that is a lasting impact of, of last year, is there will be, you will not get that close to the Have they made class. these changes? So, like, do we know specifically? I have no idea. I don't know. You ever look it up? Go, they Brian, posted the National on. Guard up there for a while, though, didn't they? They had, like, everything sequestered. Oh, yeah. Up. I don't even know if they're there. I'm, I'm sure they're there today because they're like, oh, what if they try to do it again? Come on. With what? What are they going to do? They built a fence around everything. They could barely climb the stairs. Here's I don't know. I think that there's a huge difference between a bus full of eighth graders and a bunch of fuck sticks. You know what I mean? I hope so. I, I don't, I don't, you know, I, I don't think they're going to close it off to like the fucking schools and shit. Like, but if people start to get uppity and a, a bunch of people show up there, like they're definitely going to close shit down. But like, just for like day to day, whatever that, I mean, it's fine. People have been protesting there for years upon years upon years upon years like you know i i don't know what specifically happened that day other than somebody let something happen do you know what i'm saying i agree with you there a hundred percent i mean i know that there's a difference between quote fuck sticks and and the average eighth grader i was a fuck stick in eighth grade though to be fair like i was an idiot well you know what i mean Um, like those people that were like you know outside like you know and then they showed i understand like and then you have like these eighth graders who don't really want to be there but it's something to do right and right. so they're they they just want to hang out with their friends and like you know do something that isn't school well i think that there's i think that your point is fair and i think at the same time like also like my kid went to um went to washington in 2017 uh, with his eighth grade class and they did not go to the capitol building and this was before the pooch so I, I don't they went to like the Washington uh, Memorial Washington Monument, the Jefferson Memorial, uh, Abraham Lincoln, the war criminals memorial. Uh, and they went to a, they went to like the Smithsonian and uh, they did a bunch of museum stops, but they didn't really they didn't go to the Capitol. I know that back in the day they used to be able to go into um, the Supreme Court and you could actually walk into the Supreme Court and like, you know, look at the justices, you know, doing whatever it is the justices do. Um, legislating from the bench, you know, but whatever. So, Brian, did you find anything yet? Uh, this is all specifically about the Capitol Police. Uh, based, and this was written yesterday. Uh, it's on, well, it's on CNN. But uh, they, Capitol Police lay out changes since January 6th, but acknowledge they are understaffed. So that's mostly what they're focusing on. Um, if you less- go to the <laughs> actual visit, the capital.gov, page it says due to COVID-19 the Capitol Visitor Center is closed <laughs> it's convenient so you can only take virtual tours currently and you can go to Walmart in the metaverse <laughs> yes <laughs> I don't understand what any of that crap is what well, is I guess the video that got shared was like originally from like 2017 or something but it was them trying to conceptualize what a shopping experience would be like in the future but now it has more traction because that kind of just looks like it's the way everything's going, which is still like, I don't know if I'm just already too old and I'm just that guy that's scared of new shit, but there's something about that that's objectively terrifying like to me. New things scare <laughs> me. I don't even understand old shit yet. Like, like, it's just moving too quick. Like, 
I can't imagine what people that have been like in prison for like the last 10 years feel like when they get out and they're just like, yeah, send me back. Like, I don't want to fucking deal with this shit, but I don't know. People are paying $450,000 to buy virtual real estate next to Snoop Dogg's virtual real estate. Like there must. It's not like it's, it's an imaginary (laughs) place. Yeah, but really imaginary to exist, but it's not it's not it's not physical that's the thing though it's like i understand there's a lot of things that don't make sense to me but like people have made shit tons of money doing stuff that doesn't make sense to me so it's like i can't be a good barometer for that and other people what there's entire real estate agencies that don't sell real estate they just sell metaverse it sounds like the biggest grift in the entire world but it's like you have this generation of kids that like i don't know what it's like for them but they've had the internet the entire time they've been alive and they've had all this like augmented reality shit the entire time they've been alive and it's like if you look closer to the matrix (laughs) which by the way since you brought it up um i'm sorry if i hurt anybody's feelings uh the latest matrix uh i'm gonna give a two out of ten turd that movie was a fucking turd garbage turd. i still haven't seen it what was so bad about it everything boring as hell the action sequences were dog shit Mm -hmm. the story was convoluted i mean go ahead sorry it it was just the movie at times was just overly verbose um it's like the sequel that just didn't need to be made Mm -hmm. it's like it was like an extended like love story and it yeah Honestly, after John Wick, you can't go back to the Matrix. You just can't. That's a great statement. And by the way, uh, uh, ladies and gentlemen, Brian included, uh, that everything that the documentary that was the Matrix, uh, the first three films, the Holy Trinity of the Truth, uh, that, that was a video game. It was a video game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They got reinserted back into the fucking Matrix. What? <laughs> Yeah. No me gusta, or as Christopher would say, no es frío. Yeah. Not cool. cool, man. Not cool. <laughs> yeah, that was that was a big fat fucking zero. <laughs> Absolutely garbage. A waste of my time. Um, I, I wanted to go see the King's Man, and instead uh, I got sick uh, with whatever the fuck it was. So I didn't even get to go to the movies. Uh, and then I watched that movie, and then I got and and I got disappointed, you know. And and like Angel said, once you do John Wick films, I mean, it's over. I mean, I, the only good thing about the Matrix, the new Matrix, is that Keanu was in it. That's the only thing that's good about it. The it only still seem did it still look like his heart was in it at least? Like did, did no. he carry as much as he could? Oh man, that's I a know, bummer. It wasn't like it wasn't terrible, but it just wasn't. It it wasn't good like his acting you know what i mean like it was just like he was like going through the motions he's phoning that shit in. <laughs> yeah. it was forced essentially yeah. like he didn't even want to be there it looked like he didn't even want to be there and um like i said the documentary series the first three films um which is the truth as we all know it um that was complete that legacy has been ruined uh, by this film and i hear that there's two more which i will not be patronizing whatsoever i highly what? doubt that they'll go forward with any more because the critical both the critical reception 
and the box office hall were complete fucking dog shit. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Okay. That's like yeah. everything has to be a trilogy now. They got to stress. They have to make everything with the sole purpose being that it needs to make money. And it's like, that's just how you ruin shit. Like, it, you can't do something because you believe in it anymore. It's well, like, oh, that, we that, have an opportunity to make yeah. a fuck ton yeah, of money. That, like, that, that, that's just it. The only reason why that movie got made is because Warner Brothers slash AT&T, because that's their overlords now since they own them. That's right. Um, just wanted to ca- like cash in on some nostalgia, or at least they hoped that they would. And the only reason why Lano Wachowski, you know, one of the two original creators of the Matrix movies, the only reason why she went along with it is because they told her, hey, we're going to do this with or without you. So, and she since she was like, well, you know, I guess. And, and then, and, and it was one of those, and like, it was definitely, it was just a soulless cash grab. Like, there was no heart in it. Like, the story wasn't great. It, it was, yeah, it was just terrible. Like you said, legacy shit upon, mm-hmm. you know, like somebody just, some executive just dropped trowel, spread their cheeks, and just fucking, it was like a buckshot of shit onto the movie screen and that 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 is that's uh that's the matrix resurrections that's my review is it like when south park did the matrix bit where uh everything was just shit <laughs> like with stan yeah 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 i don't know yeah. if anybody has seen the last matrix movie or not so like spoil alert if you haven't but it i mean it's been a long time so whatever but like i don't know why they didn't you know go off the logical like starting point for this movie which is what happened when neo went with the machines because you don't know they just take him and then that's it right like mm-hmm. there's no real what did he do what did he exchange they don't even address it not really like you assume like if i'm remembering correctly because it's been a long time you assume that he has traded himself for protection of all of the people that have escaped the matrix Zion. but it's ah, not he gets to be jesus yeah. christ of the yeah. matrix yes basically okay but it's not really like you don't know all of the details like and it's not really you know told to you You're, you just assume that this is what happens because right. it's a logical conclusion point from you know the transaction that that you see on the screen so i don't know why they didn't go ahead and pick up from that point and then move forward they just this was like a weirdo i don't even know like side quest it didn't make any sense no no it didn't it didn't make any sense whatsoever and frankly um, like dog shit is the, um, yeah. is, is the, is the appropriate phrase, uh, the appropriate description, both in smell and in, uh, uh you know, flavor profile, flavor, everything really the whole thing, you know, the texture through. Yeah. A hundred percent. So texture runny. <laughs> no bueno. Doesn't it hold is. up. Yeah. No, it no. does not hold no, up. It, so it's, it, 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 I, the worst part is it's just boring and uncompelling. That's probably like to yeah. sum up all my it's yep. boring and it's uncompelling. Yeah, uh, yeah. That, that's the best way to, to sum it up without without, you know, <laughs> like completely shitting on it. But but I mean, like, you know, that, that's the kind of guy I am. I'm just going to shit all over it. But yeah, it's just it's really it's just it's boring. It's uncompelling. It's a sequel that didn't need to be made, especially 
because it wasn't made out of like you know the original creator going oh my god i have more story to tell they were like we're doing this with or without you (laughs) (laughs) might as well make some money might as well you don't involve yourself because if you don't we're gonna make it anyways yeah do you want to check or no Um, yeah but yeah it was really bad so again uh as far as like you know because coming back to the Nazis who tried to take over the government last year, uh, you know, I'm being facetious, but not really, but maybe, maybe a little, I don't know. We'll see. Um, and that is a la- one of the getting back to the lasting legacy is now that um, any challenge to uh, the status quo is going to be seen as what, well, like as domestic terrorism. Mm-hmm. And that doesn't have to constitute what happened last year on this day, uh, replicating itself, but it can be even very passive. You know, these anti-government protesters are um, are domestic terrorists. These gun rights protesters are domestic terrorists. Libertarians, um, terrorists. Li- yep, they have 1.9 million records that leaked. Man, they're watching a lot of people. <laughs> yeah, and and if you if you don't think that you are being watched, um simply because you have a very radical or revolutionary point of view and it can be as revolutionary as that you hate them and you don't want to be bothered you'd rather watch baseball it doesn't have to be an act you don't have to be an active participant but the fact that you're off the farm and you're not buying the garbage you're not eating the slop at the trough that's a problem that that is a problem because you're not conforming you're, there's no uniformity like you you are breaking away from the programming that's why you know you know again we've gone back and forth and talked about this before when they get the kids and they get them young and you know going through safety town anybody in a lab coat or anybody with it with a costume that does a certain job is to be respected as an authority or like you know even the teachers who are you know getting up on the cross and crucifying themselves in chicago where they're like we're not going to do in school uh, because we're afraid of, of the Omicron or the or the Megatron or the Decepticon or the Starscream or, you know, whatever the fuck it is, uh, whatever, you know, a variant of the Transformers is attacking your immune system uh, which I believe me, I think the kids are better off at home than being in the prisons, uh, especially in Cook County. I can only imagine what those public schools are like. We'll talk about violence. We'll talk about danger to the kids. I mean, Jesus Christ, it's Cook County, Illinois. I mean, that's 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 a heavy hitter. I mean, didn't I they just think... make everything like if you don't have a vaccine, you can't do anything in public anymore? Isn't that yeah. what they're trying to do in Chicago yeah. or is it the yeah. whole county? No, it, 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 it well, Cook County is Chicago. Right. It's the whole goddamn thing. Uh, yeah, that's what they're doing. And what and was then Australia, tra- too? It's like you if you're unvaccinated, you can only leave your house for like three things and that's it. Yeah. Well, I mean. Again, you have to go back to what Trotsky said, who, in my opinion, is the only real Marxist that ever existed, the only real revolutionary that as far as from that uh, specific uh, uh, group of thugs, um, I think Trotsky is the only one who was the real revolutionary out of all of them. And that includes Lenin and Stalin and all of them. Like he was an orthodox Marxist. And he said, you know, based I'm going to paraphrase, but when you become a state employee, noncompliance means slow starvation. That's what he said. And again, I'm paraphrasing, but you can look up the quote when essentially when everybody's a state employee, well, you, you in this case, you may not be a state employee, employee of the federal government or, or what have you. But in this case, if you're not complying, it's slow starvation. 
well, what is that? What well, would you, your kid go to the grocery store, Jay? No, I'm not talking about that. But if, if you can't be employed and if the government can force employers to, to t- make you take the vax, then yes, it is slow starvation. What happens if you get on welfare and they're like, did you, did you get the shot, comrade? Well, there ain't no WIC coupons for you and your baby this month if you don't get the fucking shot. What about insurance rates? Have anything has anything happened with those yet for people that haven't gotten anything? That's a great question, and I'm not privy to that. I have no idea, but I I definitely agree that that's another that's another shoe to drop. 100%. Because it's like it's it's I don't I need to read more about the whole Odomore, but it's like it seems like and everybody's gonna be like I can't believe you're equating these two things, and it's like shut the fuck up. Kamala Harris said January 6th is worse than 9/11 at Pearl Harbor. I think we have more <laughs> we have more agency here to say this than she does that, Agreed. but. That's like, you can't even say shit like that, but it's, yeah, it's like, oh, like we're not actively doing anything to hurt these people, but it's like, oh, we'll just take away every possible avenue of escape. And it's like, oh, you can't even prove that we're really doing any of that. And it's like all the people that would be rising up are now too hungry to do anything. So like, even if they wanted to fight, they can't, or you get people into a state where it's like North Korea, where it's like, they're so hungry all the time. They can't even actually think it's like tantamount to physical labor at that point. And it's like, uh, people are like, oh, it'll never be like that here. And it's like, well, no, we have way too many fucking people, but they're going to get it as close as they can. And if they have to tweak a few things, like we're, I don't know. It's tweak the recipe a little bit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like you, I don't look know. at it this way. Let's, let's try to make a, make a positive out of this. If we can, at all. <laughs> we're already dead. All right. Yeah, we're, <laughs> we are already dead, but at the same time down in, you know, shout out to our friend Dag and of course, Sally live in Florida and you know, I'm not a huge fan of Florida because of the heat and the bugs, not a fan. It's not good for fair skinned people like myself. Um, I don't like high humidity. I, I, I don't like, uh, I, I don't like fun in the sun. I don't even really like fun anymore. I, I'm, I'm a curmudgeon and I like to be mad all the time and I'm old and I have gray in my beard and I really go fuck yourself. But anyway, <laughs> get off my f- property. Get, yeah. Get off my lawn. Uh, teenagers. Grand, T- Grand Torino. That's <laughs> a fucking movie. That's a movie. Clint Eastwood, that's a masterpiece film. If you haven't seen that one, I'm going to watch it again. I got to watch Interstellar. Angel, please make a note that Interstellar has to be watched. I can't believe you haven't seen it, man. It's going to make been telling me about it for two years, buddy, and I haven't done it. And I I apologize. That's on me. Oh, it's a great fucking movie. I still have to watch. Well, I've seen The Lord of the Rings, but I need to go through it all again. And like, here's the danger with that. Let me explain something to you. And I know that Angel's had the same problem. Anytime that it's on regular TV, yeah, even with as, the fucking commercials. Even with commercials, and she has the same problem. As soon as that gets on my television, I cannot watch anything else. Game over. I have to finish. what. How, if Oh, we're going to do all six movies today? We're going to do The Hobbit, <laughs> and we're going to do The Lord of the Rings? Jesus Director's Christ. cut? The I, I did that last weekend because I got a belated Christmas present, which was the lord of the rings trilogy the extended remastered editions on blu-ray yeah so and i already had like uh copies of the hobbit that were hd that i got off the high seas um (laughs) but so i i had i had i had a marathon last weekend and i i watched all six movies and that's like just the lord of the rings trilogy extended edition is almost 12 hours of movie Mm -hmm. So good. almost 12 hours of movie. Fucking Return of the King. I love Return of the King. 
Uh, there's, there's, dude, whenever, dude. whenever Aragorn comes off of the fucking the, the Corsair ships with the army of the dead. Oh, Ooh. that's my favorite part. I love that part. Oh, man. And the army of the dead just fucking sweeps through and just decimates everything. I loved it. <laughs> there's a couple of times in that movie where I have to be careful or I'm going to fucking I'm going to weep. And, and <laughs> I'm not and I'm not ashamed of it. Like I was telling uh, Brian's uh, fucking special lady friend. Uh, about like like in the Hobbit, for example, when Thor and Oakenshield is dying, like I literally have to like compose myself because like it, it's so like that is an the, the acting in that movie is incredible. Like it's mm-hmm. in, the story is incredible, but the way Peter Jackson is, he should do everything because he's he's, he's <laughs> fucking amazing. The he's next my Matrix, hero. the next Matrix, Peter Jackson and uh, Dave Filoni and John Favreau need to get together and then you'll have a quality fucking product. But would that be in the case in return of the King? When, when Theoden's giving his speech before they ride to take on the orcs outside of Minas Tirith, that, that gets to me every time. And Mm -hmm. then when, uh, when uh, Sam and, uh, and, and Frodo think they're going to die. And, you know, he's like, you know, you know how basically how happy I am to be with you, Samwise Gamgee, at the end of all things. And it's like, oh, my God. Oh, like it's heavy. <laughs> it's heavy shit, heavy. man. It, 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 I mean, and, you know, the thing is, man, as I feel like and, and Star Wars aside, you know, especially George Lucas aside, everybody is, is it basically owes a debt to Tolkien for what he did, because without him. None of this stuff looks the way all high fantasy, all of the space shit, None all of, of it, that shit. It, 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 he is the, he mean, is the, the, yeah. the king of all of it. With, with, without Tolkien, there'd be no D&D. Without D&D, there'd be no RPGs. <laughs> like, yeah. Oh, you got a visitor. Aww. Oh, look, it's Buck. <laughs> <laughs> like he owns the place. Yeah, all that shit all comes from Tolkien. Like, yeah, yep. they, they definitely owe that owe, owe that man a, a debt of gratitude. I mean, the motherfucker invented a whole fucking language <laughs> for his yeah. books, yeah. like invented a language. Like how many people do that? <laughs> not many and not many successfully. That's yeah, for sure. But yeah, so I, I I tell you, man, that's that's a tough watch. That that, that I, I, there's a lot that those. I mean, I know people don't like the Hobbit as much, but I kind of got started on. The I Hobbit. still I still like them. I, I still oh, yeah. think they're good. Like but I, I read he, them. Yeah. But before I read the Lord of the Rings, I read yeah. the Hobbit because that was in the library, and I had access to that. So, but yeah, I, I enjoyed them too. Like Peter Jackson is just he's a fucking genius, and just that's. He I mean, it everything. was just. It, it was just cool. I like I love Gandalf <laughs> and oh, just yeah. an excuse to see more Gandalf on screen. Is, yeah, is, I think it's great. Awesome. I agree. And, uh, and then having smog and the dra- and wasn't it Benedict Cumberbatch who did the yeah. voice? What yeah. what a fucking job, man. I, yeah. I love the way smog talks. He's so arrogant and he's you know so full of himself. And oh, no, it's it's chef's kiss. Ten mm. out of ten. If you haven't caught it, you shouldn't. If you don't like it, I don't want you listening to my fucking show. So, that be- <laughs> right? I mean, it really is. They're like, they're 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 masterpieces. Like Agreed. even like like when the original Lord of the Rings trilogy came out. Like I just remember what an event that was when those movies came to theaters because like oh, yeah. no one had ever done a high fantasy movie like that on that level before. Like. Agreed. 
to the point where it was like critically acclaimed because like up until that point everybody's like yeah fantasy who gives a fuck you know cool elves trolls orcs you know great and all like you know weird looking like not they're all kind of like puppetish cartoonish like yeah yeah the but like the the, the 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 the, um, mm-hmm. the production that they put into that and fucking masterpieces man it, like that's a piece of cinematic history mm-hmm. well, uh, yeah sure. i agree and if you look at the academy award hall i think uh all the six combined have over 20 academy awards i believe and no offense to the marvel comic fans i'm not trying to pick on you but they have a big goose egg zero i mean that should tell you at least something that even the snobs that run the academy awards are like jesus christ this is something and you know i mean every everything from from the sets to the soundtrack you know the music like the the cinematography just everything about it is just fucking top notch i mean like you said peter jackson did such a fucking awesome job on that shit it was just like absolutely fucking brilliant (laughs) i agree it's the iliad and the odyssey for a lot you know for a lot of people who grew up reading it and for those of you that watched it i mean it really is the iliad and the odyssey i mean you go i know that people say well nobody can you know write you know what homer did or you know the um uh, all these ancient uh you know books that a lot of us have read but for a lot of people i mean it's it's pretty epic you know it's not just um there's a lot of messages like when we uh when brian myself and angel did a field trip and went and saw the green knight and you see where tolkien gets his ideas from you know, and what Brian was saying, it's like the the source of all of these, you know, ideas that, you know, came to fruition as time went on, mm-hmm. you know, wrapped up inside. And it was a lot of people didn't like it because they're like, there's not enough action. It's like, well, you obviously have no fucking class whatsoever. You have no <laughs> idea what you're talking about. <laughs> Fuck you. Um, <laughs> would that be in the case? So um, happy January 6th, everybody. Um the Nazi party was defeated last year when they tried to interrupt the counting of the electoral college votes. Never to be seen again. Never to be seen again. <laughs> um, if you um, if you sympathize with any of them, you are a terrorist and uh, clearly a Nazi. Um, I, I don't know what to tell you. Um, Comrade Trump uh, is clearly a Nazi and um, we're, we're all glad that it failed and that democracy was uh, was held up because it's like they, they wouldn't have... Democracy. Democracy. It's not like they were going to be able to count those votes somewhere else, like at a fucking Waffle House, right? They had to do it there. <laughs> yeah. you know, idiots. Um, anyway, so with that being the case, again, we wish you a happy January 6th. Um, whatever that means, if you want to share gifts or <laughs> photographs with uh, friends and, and, you know, and loved ones, uh, you know, if you if you do that sort of thing, take a picture of your asshole and send it to somebody. Say happy January 6th. It's a new tradition. Sending pictures of our assholes to people. Um, don't tell them that I told you that because I don't want to be responsible for any kind of fallout that happens. I will not be taking a picture of my asshole and sending it to people, but I think you should. Um, I don't have anything else. Um, I hope that if you guys have enjoyed the B-sides, let us know. I've asked. Angel's asked. Nobody said anything, so maybe you don't like them. Well, then I'm going to do them out of spite then. Uh, Or, you know, I don't know what I'm going to do, but you should let us know. If you like them, let us know. Um, I'm in the market to make some more with the gang here. Um, We do have a Patreon. It's very cheap. It's $2, and and there's already, I think, 14 or 16 hours of extra content that's already on there. And if you like it, we'll do more. let us know. So with that, I would like to ask the boss, starting with the boss, do you have anything before we wrap up? 
No, I don't have anything. I just want to say that Gimli is my favorite Lord of the Rings character. Good choice. I like, I like Gimli. I like yeah. Gimli. That's a good choice. Yeah. I like, yeah. It's hard to pick a favorite, but I think Theoden would probably win Gandalf or probably my two. And um, we're, I, I am going to have uh, something else. We're going to do something else either on the bit shoot or, uh, or a different uh, episode altogether where we're going to talk about the Lord of the Rings. Because There was a conversation over Thanksgiving that Brian and myself and uh, special lady friend and angel had about, um, you know, the, the, the bad characters and how there's like no redeeming qualities in them. Well, I actually, I thought about it and I do have a bad character that I do think has some not redeeming, but cool qualities that I like. I'm not going to reveal it. Those of you who know me already know who it is. Um, but I'd like to have a conversation with all of us together here. Maybe there's a five-person conversation at some point in time. Uh, do some more stuff that's not necessarily government-related or telling you how bad things are or how you're getting fucked without a reach-around, spit, lube, or pulling your hair or the nibbles on your neck to tell you that they love you. None of that stuff. Uh, Brian, do you have anything before we wrap it up? Uh, no, not really. Okay. <laughs> Christopher, I know that there's a show coming up canceled the show's canceled due to covid yeah, yeah. how how what a ridiculous. shame yeah. oh you know what i do have one one other thing i'm curious um if any of our listeners if they know anybody that had gotten sick within the past couple of weeks because like i got sick i know um jay got sick i believe christopher was sick like some of his you know uh family members were sick and you know um some of my family the people I work with got sick. Yeah. Too. Like everybody at my job was sick um, with the exception of two people. Um, and then like my family members were sick. So I'm just curious uh, of all of our listeners, if any of them got sick. So that was it. I, I stand behind uh, the fact that, that at least half of the country is ill, at least. Uh, I Mentally went, or otherwise. Yes. <laughs> I went to a CVS, which I hate. Uh, not a fan. Uh, to get um, Mucinex D, they hide it because I look like a meth head, so I shouldn't have access to the Mucinex D. The Nazis needed it. The Nazis needed it for January 6th. And um, I, I tried to get a COVID test, a home COVID test, which I don't know why I wasted my time. Pressure they're out, not buddy. accurate. They were all out. Everything was out. Everybody was sick. It was terrible. Um, I know um, my coworkers were sick. It was bad news. So uh, Christopher's show's canceled. That's a huge bummer. No good. I don't like it. But do you have anything else, Christopher? Nope. Okay. Uh, I'd like to thank the gang once again for getting together. Uh, my closest associates, friends, uh, and relations. Uh, best gang. Uh, appreciate you guys very much. And I appreciate our sponsors like uh, Team Mandalore, who keeps cycling very weird. And Ray Faba, who does fine art and design from the Great Lakes. And of course, I paint Akron, where all accidents are happy accidents. But ladies and gentlemen, the time has come for us to talk about your asshole. Not only should you send pictures of your asshole, it should be a clean picture. And by clean, I mean your ass should be clean. In celebration of the victory over Nazism last year on January 6, 2021, you should celebrate by being clean. Washing the undercarriage, washing the folds and the fats, under, you know, the undercarriage, the underboobs, sweat. All of these places, the nooks and crannies where bacteria and bad smells hide, your armpits, all of that stuff, your genitalia, you know, it's Valentine's Day is going to be here before you know it. 
And that's a special time of the year for a lot of you. You, you really gun for that. Maybe there's an engagement coming up. Maybe there's somebody new that you're going to be trading body fluids with. You're working on it anyway. Your grinder profile, your Tinder profile. You're trying to get out there. My friend Todd can help. My friend Todd and his very gay soap from Akron Apothecary is built and designed to make you smell as fresh and clean as possible and also kills the Omicron variant of the coronavirus and the Delta variant. All variants, if they get stuck inside of your ass, Todd's soap can help get rid of that. It is clinically tested and proven. If you have the coronavirus that's stuck in your asshole, Todd's soap can get rid of it. Please check out my friend's soap at akronapothecary.com, the premier and first sponsor of the Use Guys, Yin's Guys, and that podcast. Uh, I wish you guys all the best. And don't forget, that soap is wonderful because the soap is... Soap for that ass. <laughs> oh, damn it, that was the best one ever. It was beautiful. Thank you, Christopher. We appreciate it. Um, use guys and that at gmail.com at Use Guys Pod across all platforms. Get involved on the Facebook page because that's where most of the posting, if not exclusively all of it, and the fan interaction. Shout out to California Brian, to Elliot. Elliot, I want to know about the B-sides. You're always very good about writing to the show. Please let me know what you think of them. Um, and a shout out, of course, uh, Riley. I'm sorry that we haven't gotten to the part where we're going to talk about re the recycling. We're going to get to that. If I wasn't sick the last time, I would have scheduled it. I couldn't even get off the couch. It was miserable. I was off work. No good. I didn't have any fun whatsoever. And I lost my taste of uh, my sense of taste and smell for a day. I was super bummed because food is the drug that I live for. So anyway... <laughs> Um, use guys in that at gmail.com. Let us know what you think. Shout out to, uh, to the, the, the aforementioned fans uh, been with us from the start. Thank you very much. And uh, of course, to Dag and Brandon, of course, nexus.com. Be good, man. Take care of each other. Take care of yourselves and wash your ass. My friend soap. We'll talk to you later. Okay. Bye. Bye. Peace.